Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Stochastic NHL DFS Strategy Show. I am not Slim Cliffy. I'm Jake Hari. I am joined by my buddy, Josh Harris, to break down this big five-gamer, big contest tonight. Josh, how you doing? Yeah, they let me produce, and now we're seven minutes late. I felt like George Clooney at the end of Ocean's Eleven trying to blow open the safe, got the explosives ready, hit the button, and nothing was happening. Needed to get some help. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just pretend like I know what that reference is and, and keep it moving. Um, how's your how's your uh, last couple days been? I know we had a slate yesterday. How did that go for you? Uh, I've hit a nice cold streak, which is good. It's never good to have a cold streak, but if you're going to turn it around, this is the weekend to do it with the NBA All-Star Break uh, contest getting bigger. So 
hopefully I can get some run good going this weekend and maybe Tuesday. And uh, we'll turn it around. Ebbs and flows of the single entry life. So, yeah, this would be a good time to uh, have your single entry nuke night, like you've had already a couple times this season. So, uh, good time to run good these next six days. NBA, obviously, on All Star break. If you're new, welcome to the show. Uh, we're going to be showcasing some of our tools. Obviously, talk through all the games right now. Got the lineup builder up on the screen. We're just going to keep that up along with some other tools throughout the uh, entirety of the show. We're going to build some lineups, build a prize picks card or two. I've been tweeting out some prize pick stuff. Um, I think these parlay type sites, I know you're technically not supposed to call them parlays, but uh, these, these flex plays on prize picks and the other sites like it, I think uh, I'm having a lot of fun with them. I think a lot of them are pretty profitable. If you're just using the projections, using your own projections, other sites, whatever it is, uh, I would use ours uh, because I'm doing them. But uh, they are a lot of fun. Big and Turk though. loves the Johnny Gaudreau overs. Been yeah, no all season. No John Gaudreau today. Uh, but I think we'll have a couple opportunities throughout the NBA All Star break to get some John Gaudreau exposure in DFS and Prize Picks. We are sponsored by Prize Picks for the show. We'll talk about them in just a little bit. Uh, like and subscribe to the channel. You guys know the deal. Josh says it every day. Uh, it's nice that he's getting uh, a day off of hosting. He gets to sit in the analyst role today. I'm filling in for him. I, there's only two shows tomorrow. I'm on both of them. In the on both. Right, we're we're going to double helping of Mr. Josh Harris, the single entry assassin himself tomorrow. So you're on NHL strategy. You're on MMA. Uh, get used to Josh's face. If it's you, a good one. It's pretty. Already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Use the links in the description. If you guys are going to do anything, if you don't like it, subscribe to the show, but you do like the show, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is you're going to want to use the links in the description if you're looking to sign up for the weekly uh, or the monthly promo that we have going on. It's a really good deal. We're going to talk about it in a bit, but if you want to uh, get a peek before we talk about it, if you're new, you want to lock in for a week or a month, 50% off. Uh, We'll talk about that after we get through our first couple games. Use the links in the description, though, because then Josh and Cliffy will get credit for uh, for your signups. And it's a really good community, Discord, projections, ownership, top stacks, all the stuff we're going to talk about on today's show. So let's get into the five games. We'll start with the Chicago Blackhawks and the Ottawa Senators. 2.6 implied total for the Hawks. 3.9 for the Senators. One of the highest totals on the slate. Morazic um, going for the Hawks. Sogard for the Sens coming off. I think it was his last game. Really big performance. He had like 45 saves in maybe his first game. I can't remember if there was a game in between there, but uh, off to a hot start. We're going to see some ownership on the Ottawa top two lines here, but I'm having trouble getting away from it. What do you see in here, Josh? Yeah. So if you're new, if you're from NBA and you haven't played NHL before, I'll try to do this as best as I can. I'll talk about like even strength stacking, power play stacking, but we're going to build a lineup or a few lineups today and we'll try to go through the different uh, lineup styles. But Chicago is one of the worst defensive teams in the league. They're they're just straight up one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, They're bad defensively. They have bad goaltending. Their best line all season is underwater by shot share. This top line has a 37% course for it. They're just miserable. So they're 
this is obviously an Ottawa Senators night. There's obviously going to be ownership on them. So it's just a question of how you want to attack it. They have a bad penalty kill. The Sens are pretty reliant on power play scoring. The downside to power play stacking the Senators here tonight is their top power play unit is across three even strength lines. I don't know if you need to full power play stack here with the top line of Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, uh, Matty Joseph. They have very good numbers in a smallish sample, 64 minutes on the season, 3.1 expected goals for, 6.54 actual goals for. They're shooting a very high percentage here. So, like, Joseph won't kill you, but he's not getting any power play time. So if you want to get a little bit more expensive here, you you, you can leave off Joseph and add in Debrinkat, who's on the second line, and make it a power play stack. Now, if you do that, you're running almost 1,000, but there are a bunch of – you know, cheaper. Uh, there's a there's actually a lot of cheap lines that can fit with them tonight, which is kind of annoying considering that the Edmonton top line is over twenty four thousand, and you can fit them in easily. So I think a way to get a bit different stacking the Senators tonight is either one you leave in Joseph because I think a lot of people will leave him off. Two, you power play stack. If you want to go to that second line, I think that's fine because you know the Hawks are pretty bad five on five as well. They're just way worse on the penalty kill. That second line is pretty good. Uh, there isn't a huge sample with Ridley Grieg there, but Debrinkat uh, and Giroux have played a bunch together and they have very good numbers. And, you know, they played with a whole bunch of centers. They played with Pinto. They paid, they played with uh, Norris, who's out for the season. They played a little bit with Stutzla. Ridley Grieg, you know, won't kill you there. But for me, uh, I think my favorite is some type of power play stack. I think if you want to leave off Joseph, add in Debrinkat, I think that's the more popular option. But you can also leave off Joseph and add in uh, Drake Batherson, who's down on that third line. Or you could just straight up full power play stack. I think that is a viable path as well. On the Hawks side, I don't think I'm full stacking anything. Now, the Senators are pretty bad defensively. Like uh, we've talked about in our Discord, Patty Kane just looks disinterested. To be fair, he always looks disinterested, but like he's just been really bad. He just wants to get out of there. I don't even think he will. So like if you want to one off Patty Kane, that's fine. But I think like if you want to attack the centers, it is on the penalty kill. You can one off Kane. You can one off Taylor Radish. You can one off Tyler John. Like I'm not full stacking anything on the Blackhawks in this matchup, but if anything, it would be the power play guys just because the Blackhawks have a semi decent power play. So one off Radish, one off Kane, but this is a Senators game for me. Yeah, Senators game for me as well. And we'll talk about stacks. Uh, we'll talk about some defensemen uh, towards the end. I think the best way to uh, go through and pick out your defensemen, especially the value guys, just using the projections on the site. Uh, again, you can get access to those in the links below. If you're looking to join for a week or a month, there's 50% coupons uh, in the description. Uh, Shabbat, one of the, the top uh, defenseman on the slate. We don't really need to talk about him. He goes with either of the top two lines or really if you want to do like Bath- Batherson and Shabbat, that's going to be a contrarian uh, sends two man there. But yeah, I'm all over the sends. Like I, I get the ownership. I get there's slight negative leverage on the top line. I didn't see where the second one came in on the top stacks. Very negative leverage as well. The second line is a top two stack of 11.8% and an ownership share of 17.7. So negative, like almost 6% negative leverage. 
So what that's telling me is when we have one line like the McDavid line tonight, that's so heavily positively leveraged, and we're probably low on the ownership uh, share here. Maybe for the the stack entirely might be around ten percent, but I think you know McDavid himself might get to twenty five, thirty, even more uh, in some tournaments, especially the higher stake stuff. People want off him, um, but I would just say maybe look to avoid playing these Ottawa lines with. Edmonton one. I don't know if you can fit full uh, Ottawa one with them, but uh, I have no problem playing either of the top two. I think the ownership is fair for both of them. I'm probably going to be close to around the field on each of those lines, maybe below the field on some guys like Matthew Joseph, kind of the third wheel there. I think three, two, one is a pretty good um, lineup construction for tonight, meaning three, three forwards from one line, two forwards from another one off forward elsewhere. And then correlate your defensemen and your goalies if you like, but it's not necessary on a, on a slate this short. Um, you mentioned going with the full power play stack as well. I, I wrote that up. Uh, I, wrote, I wrote up a really quick article uh, for the site, just recommending a couple stacks, a couple defensemen, a couple goalies. Um, and I had Ottawa one in there, but I did mention like what you said, Josh, go with Kachuk, Stutzla, and um, the Brinkat, Kachuk, Stutzla, or uh, and uh, Batherson. And uh, that might be a way to get a little bit of a unique three man combo there. I don't have anything on the Hawks forwards other than if you want to play them, that's fine. It's five game slate. Weird things happen in hockey. It's not the lowest total we've seen for the Hawks. 2.6 actually isn't terrible for them. They've been at like 2.2 the last few slates that they've been on that I've talked yeah. about them. So yeah. Ottawa plays up tempo. So if you look at the, you mentioned the line, the, the numbers for the top two lines here, like they're great offensively. They're going to give it up defensively. So you could see Chicago getting a few goals here, and maybe that's enough if they're concentrated to make it a GPP winning performance. But uh, I am going to be pretty low on the Chicago lines. Maybe some Athens to see you one off. Did you mention him as you went through? I did not. I, I, it's always like I get it for the offensive upside, but they're just, their lines of five and five are so bad. He's not on the top power play and like, they're they're pretty power play dependent, but Anthony Siu is so fast that yeah, I mean he can easily get there. He can easily get a goal and pay off his salary. It's just you know, I don't know if I want you know hedge my night on an Andre Anthony Siu goal. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'd be like a last guy in where yeah. you know, if you leave off Joseph or one of the the third wheels for one of these powerful lines, you throw an Anthony Siu. Just a, a way to get unique two point two percent expected ownership in our lineup builder there. He's a guy who I think Cliffy said one of our first shows uh, that he likes one off Athens to see you because he's just instant offense. Just a, a couple seconds here. He gets one step. All of a sudden he's got a goal and uh, that's really all you need for your one off there, especially if it's a lower scoring slate. Anything else here? I don't believe so. I mean, if you want to, you know, get a little bit different, we've talked about going down the lineup. Um, in these high chalky areas like Batherson, like you said, Batherson, Shabbat, two man um, would be contrarian. Add in Shane Pinto, you know, his center. And that's a nice little, you know, a little bit cheaper three man. Cause they will be, they'll see a bunch of that dummy line. Just, just to give you a taste on how bad they are defensively in 80 minutes this season, the Kershev Domi Kane line, 17 high danger chances against per 60, 4.3, Expected goals against for 60 minutes, 7.45 actual goals against. So not only are they giving it up defensively, they've gotten poor defense, uh, goaltending behind them. And it's just, you know, 
So like Ottawa three, you don't have to full stack, but going like Pinto Batherson, I think could be a nice way to get a bit lower ownership in a high ownership, high total game. Oh yeah. I, in my MME, MME builds, I'm more of an MME player. Josh is more of a single entry type or a few lineups. Although he has dabbled in some MME and, and now would be a good time to do that, Josh. Yeah. All the tools on the site, but. I do, I do know how to MME copy and paste is a bit of a different story, but no, I can. It's just yeah. copy. Yeah. You did, you did the hard part, right? It was just the, yeah. the copying the CSV into the DraftKings CSV, saving and uploading to DraftKings. I get how that can be. And then everyone who made fun of me in the discord had that happen to them within the next week. So <laughs> yeah, it happens, man. Those, those are tilting. I check my CSV like, like it's it's bad probably like eight to ten times now because it's happened to me a couple times and i said like that's the last time that that's gonna happen so <laughs> i'll check it i'll refresh my lineups page uh on mobile i'll refresh it on the desktop just to make sure like i'm not seeing some placeholder lineup or some random lineup because i usually just click in nine guys from the late games um and yeah so you know if you're making a dummy lineup tonight or just in anything you do for DFS, there's late swap. Just make it with late slate players, and uh, at least you'll hopefully catch it and get some real players in there because that is one of the worst things that happens in DFS is getting that CSV error one minute before lock. All right. We've done CSV errors. We've done Chicago at Ottawa. Let's go to Pittsburgh and the New York Islanders. 2.8 implied total for both teams here. DeSmith. And I believe it's Sorokin right now we're showing Barlamov, but I don't know if they've confirmed just yet. Uh, Islanders, a little bit different lines than what you're seeing on the screen. Uh, we've got Horvat centering Barzell and Anders Lee. And then uh, they're keeping Brock Nelson and Paul Mary together, but they're adding in uh, 58-year-old Zach Parisi, who's actually not been too bad. Yeah, I thought he was completely cooked. He's he's been okay for them, although he's probably making like still $13 million a year or something. Something ridiculous like that. Um low totals. You see anything that you really love here? Because there's not a ton of ownership on either side. Yeah, it, it it's tough stacking against Sorokin. He's he's probably the front runner for the Vesna, which is the top goaltender of the season. That being said, the way the Islanders match at home, they usually send out that Barzell line against depth, and they send out the third line against the top comp. Now, John Gabriel Pajot just went on the IR. So I don't know if that's going to mix up the line matching, but if it doesn't, that means Simone Holstrom, Casey Sezikis, and Josh Bailey are going to go out against the Crosby-Gensel-Raquel line. And I can't imagine that line being very good defensively. Sezikis and Bailey have played 90 minutes this season, almost three expected goals against. Simone Holmstrom is a rookie. He looks like he's nine years old. So, like, I can't imagine that line being very good defensively. The problem here is the Islanders, none of the Islanders' lines are very good defensively. They've just been bailed out time and time again by uh, Ilya Sorokin. So, and if you're into home road split Sorokin plays way better at home than he does on the road that being said like I, I still don't mind like on a five game slate taking a stab on Gensel Crosby Raquel not because they're fully correlated because the Islanders don't take many penalties and they do have a very good penalty kill but 
they just are a very good line. They've played almost 400 minutes together this season, 3.84 expected goals for, 3.06 actual goals for. It means they're, they're it's a shooting percentage issue. So, I mean, I think you can get to them in MME. I don't know if I will um, get to them in one lineup. I think they're a good contrarian option in one to three. I just don't think I'll get there just because there's a lot of other horsepower on the slate that I'd rather pay up for. But I think they're a nice option in MME. If you want to go to that second line, they've been very good offensively, but they've become pretty leaky defensively. So they're probably going to be ch- uh, trading chances with that Nelson Palmieri line, who are who is also high event. So yeah, like in a nutshell, I like I like Pittsburgh. The, both of the top lines. It's just going to be a matter of like, can they beat Sorokin? On a short slate, I'm willing to take more chances in MME. That yes, they can. One to three. It's a bit of a question mark on the Islander side. Moving Andrews Lee up to uh, with Barzell and Bo Horvat are interesting. It makes it fully correlated. Barzell and Horvat have a sample up to almost 70 minutes. And they've been pretty pedestrian. 2.5 expected goals for, 2.28 expected goals against. Pretty low pace. Adding Andrews Lee probably won't up the pace. The dude literally has no knees and he can't skate. But they are fully correlated on the power play. I'm not a huge believer in the Pittsburgh goalies. But again, the if the Islanders line matching holds, they're going to be going that top line for the Islanders is going to be going out against Jeff Carter, Brock McGinn, and Kasperi Kapanen, who are not good defensively at all. Sixteen high danger chances against per sixty, three point two four expected goals against. So, out of any line in this game, in one to three lineups, I think I would take the, the chance on the Islanders top line. But in MME, I think. Both top six lines are honestly in play for me. Yeah. I like this is one of those games where, you know, brand new line combos, Horvat's brand new to the team. So we don't really know like how Horvat, Barzell, and Lee are going to play together. Barzell's yeah. the center. So he's moving to wing. We don't have a big sample of him playing wing with Anders Lee, if any sample at all. Um, like I said, Horvat's only been there a couple games. There's no sample on Parisi. Uh, Nelson and Palmieri, although Nelson and Palmieri have been really awesome together. We've been playing them a ton. Um, so I like, we're seeing some ownership, uh, not very much ownership on Islanders one. I've got the top stacks tool pulled up right here 13% chance of being a top two stack for Islanders one. Islanders one fully correlated on the top power play, uh, positive leverage. Uh, but you mentioned pit one. I think that's where I would go here just because of the unknowns. Like, we don't know if Islanders one is going to be a good line. We do know Pittsburgh one is a great line at five on five. So it is a pretty tough spot on the road. I don't know about the line matching. Like you said, maybe they go Horvat against uh, Pitt one. Maybe they throw out uh, Islanders four against Pitt one for some time. Like we've seen that happen as well. So we don't know about the competition, but we do know the ownership is going to be really low because uh, Pitt one's kind of in no man's land. If you look at the the line salaries here, on DraftKings, Edmonton one is 24K. They're going to be popular. They're going to come up in the ownership projections. Um, and then you got all these lines kind of in here in this 18 to 20K range. Like they're just going to be difficult to fit with Edmonton one. So I think if you're going to any of those, uh, you're probably in a pretty good spot as far as avoiding dupes um, and just getting a little bit different. You know, maybe you pay up for some expensive defenseman if there's a guy you like tonight. So, um, yeah, I like Pit one. I think Islanders one is okay. 
I'm more on Islanders too, I think, and specifically the Nelson and Palmieri duo. So uh, that's really all I have for this game. We dipping down to any of the third lines. You mentioned Carter, Kapanen, and Brock McGinn. Is that a line you have any interest in playing or playing some two-mans from? Not really. I mean, it depends what you're doing. If you're like full stack, like full power play stacking Edmonton, you're going to need these really cheap guys. And I guess Carter Kapanen is fine. They just, they just have not been good five on five. So, I mean, beggars can't be choosers when you need the bottom of the barrel guys. But I think like if I could fit some of the Rangers cheap guys, I prefer them over Carter and Kapanen. Fair enough. Uh, from the Rangers, Homer himself. Well, we'll get to the Rangers, Josh. Don't you worry. We I, will. Trust me, I'm far from a Homer. What'd you say? I'm far from a Homer. Yeah, you're you're a pretty uh pretty fair fan there. Not fair weather. You're you're a fair fan. Um, you, know, you don't let the emotions get the best of you. That's the good sometimes. part about DFS sometimes. Um, all right. I mentioned the offer that we have going on before we get to the third game, Stars and Wild. Uh, there's a special offer for just the people that are watching the show. So if you're new, consider yourself lucky. This limited time deal is going away very soon. Right now we've got four weeks of NHL premium for under 30 bucks. The true value is uh, just under 60 bucks. You're saving $30 uh, on the first month um, if you click the link in the description. So the link in the description will populate the promo code that you need to redeem that uh, $30 for one month of Stochastic NHL premium. And uh, you can also sign up for weekly if you you know only want to commit to one week. I don't know why you would because you're going to commit to the second week and the third week and the fourth week. So you're just going to end up paying more. So you might as well just lock in for the month. Come hang out with us in Discord. Get everything that we've shown so far, as well as ownership projections, which are up on the screen, uh, the NHL projections, and talk about top stacks. We've got uh, on over on Odd Chopper, Parlay Builder. We'll talk about prize picks a little bit later, but we've also got – uh, a props page that I don't have pulled up right now. But if you go to um, the NHL bar on the Stochastic homepage, you can see that as well. And that can help you make some props, uh, make some prop bets. So click the link in the description below. You are not going to want to miss out on this. The Discord, Josh talks about the Discord all the time. Tell me about the Discord, Josh. I mean, the Discord, it's one of the best community Discords I've been in. I know that's you know, sounds stupid coming from me because I'm the one who promotes it, but it really is. Everyone in there is rooting for each other for the most part. There's always, you know, outliers on every statistic. But, you know, for the most part, everyone is very happy to help you. Everyone roots for each other. If you have questions, there are a ton of people in there, smart, sharp minds that are willing to help you. Um, you get Niehaus in there who's just an absolute circus himself. He grills ribeyes in a catering tray. So if you want to get catering tray tips, he'll be in there. No, but in seriousness, uh, if if you have questions about it, about anything in there, stacking, what's the best way to do this? What's the way? I'm always in there. Jake's always in there. Cliffy's generally in there when he's not at the spa getting, you know, his hair treated, uh, getting a mani-pedi. Um, then we have a bunch of sharp minds who are always willing to help. So, just pop in, ask questions. People will definitely help you. It's my favorite part of the whole membership because if you don't understand the tools, what good are they? So if you have someone helping you with those tools, it makes your game so much better. So yeah, just hop in that discord. It's, it's, it's really good. Yep. Discord is kind of like the cherry on top of all the, the great tools that we have 
to offer. I see a bunch of new people in chat. That's awesome. Again, welcome. If this is your first time playing, that's great. If you're looking to sign up for just the week, uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna stick around. But again, description in the link below. And then if you need some help learning about the tools, just like a, a quick primer. Uh, I have an article called How to Win at NHL DFS. If you look in the description and you expand it, if you go down the line, it's the sixth link in the description. A lot of links in there, but uh, we've got them a little spaced out for you. It just says How to Win at NHL DFS. Link there. You can read that article. And I think there's a video as well from me and Alex from a couple of years ago. All that stuff applies to scoring, all stacking, all that. So uh, if you can't make it into Discord, you should get in there. But if you can't, that's a good article to uh, get started on your stochastic NHL subscription. Let's go to Dallas and Minnesota. We've got a 2.8 implied total for the Stars, 2.7 for the Wild. Another game with a really low total. Jake Ottinger, Philip Gustafsson, who's been the better goalie for the Wild, by the way. Uh, I know it's been talked about a little bit. I see Michael Russo and some Wild fans that I follow from like high school and stuff that are fired up about, uh, or not fired up, whatever the opposite of that is, about Flurry. He's played pretty poorly, uh, or at least he's had some poor games publicly. So they're going with Gustafsson tonight, and uh, he's going to be pretty popular. Home game, probably expected to see a little bit of volume here. We've got Minnesota 1 showing some ownership here. I don't think there's a great matchup to attack on Dallas, unless maybe we think they're going to – Dallas three, they're going to get Dallas three or Dallas four in this game. Uh, But what's your read here on Minnesota one? Seems like quite a bit of ownership when you can just go to Edmonton one. Yeah, I think they are going to go out against the Dallas third line, which isn't, you know, they're pretty high event. They're very, they're pretty good offensively, pretty high event defensively. That being said, like the wild have been awful five on five for like six weeks now. Like Krill Kaprizov is pretty much a one man show at five on five. And that's about it. Then their power play is pretty decent, but this isn't a very good power play spot. Dallas doesn't take a ton of penalties, and they have a very good penalty kill. So, I mean, Hartman has been back up with Kaprizov and Zuccarell for 90 minutes this season. They're controlling the play very well. They're just not creating a bunch. 2.78 expected goals for 11 high danger chances per 60. Like, they're 2.67 actual goals for. So it's not like it's a shooting percentage issue. It's just, they're just not very good five on five. I like Cliffy talked about it on the last show. If you're going to spend up for a line or fade an expensive line, it would be, you know, Minnesota. And I kind of have that same feeling. I think you can one off cappers off here. I think you can do some stuff with the power play, like Joel Arksnack cappers off two man or, you know, Joel Arksnack Boldy on that second line. But then they have, you know, Adam Beckman. Yeah. On there, and they're going to get the the Dallas one matchup, which is very tough. That line is an elite line, so I I just don't know how much interest I have in the Wild. In a nutshell, I do like the top line. They just have not been very good five on five this year. They're very good last year, but for whatever reason, it's not translating this year. I think Kaprizov's fine. I just have trouble, uh, you know, paying that price for Matt Zuccarello. Hartman not being on the top power play is another ding there. So not a huge fan of the wild tonight. If anything, it would be that top line. But again, like, I don't think you need a full stack. You want to get cappers off in there. I think that's fine on the Dallas side. 
It's a bit of a trickier question because Gustaf- Gustafsson is the better goalie, and Jilla Eriksson-Eck is one of the best defensive centers in the NHL. Now, he doesn't have Marcus Foligno on his wing, and without Foligno, you know, the goals expected goals against goes up. But there's still a good line, and he has a hundred min- over 100 minutes with Matt Boldy this season, eight high-danger chances against per 60, which is well below league average. 2.05 expected goals against per 60, which is also below league average. So there's still a good line. I don't know too much about Adam Beckman. I do know he's been up on the wild for six games this season. He's played between eight and 12 minutes um, in those six games. So I don't expect him to, you know, play a ton with them. You probably are going to see, you know, Jordan Greenway take a shift here and there, you know, Brandon Duhame take a shift here and there, but like, the point is, like, Eric Snack going out against Dallas won. <laughs> like, Joel Eric Snack is one center I do not like stacking against. So I think, you know, Dallas won getting there a little bit, the more lineups you, you make is fine because they're one of the, the elite lines in the NHL. But I just don't want to, you know, bank my night on a Dallas on the road going into one of the best defensive centers in the NHL. So in really – to me, like most of this game is going to be MME for for me. I don't know if I'm going to be really prioritizing anything in one to three. Yeah, it's a it's a decent MME game because of all the spots you mentioned. So you you can full stack uh, Minnesota one. It looks like a bunch of people are going to do that. You can full stack Dallas one at low ownership. That's not a bad idea. I mean, that's basically whatever what what I said about pit one. What you said about pit one applies to Dallas one. Great line. Really tough spot, but low ownership. So you're getting rewarded with the ownership. Do they outperform Edmonton uh, one out of five times here if they're five times less owned? Yeah, I think they probably do. Uh, But is it tonight? I don't know. It's a really tough matchup. So going with some two-mans, again, this is kind of why I like the the 3-2-1 combination uh, or the 3-2-1 lineup construction. And we'll make a 3-2-1 in a bit here. but you can go Erickson at Greenway. You can go Kaprizov with uh, Zuccarello. You could go Hintz Robinson. Uh, I like Sagan Marchment a little bit. I like Marchment. He always pops in the projections. He shoots. Um, yeah, he shoots a lot. You can go Wyatt Johnson and Jamie Ben. So kind of a lot of third wheels here that I don't love playing. So I'm going to just be mixing in these guys in uh, in MME builds. So I don't mind this game. For one, if I was playing one lineup tonight, I would just probably cross this game off entirely. Looks like two good defensive teams. Um, best line in the game is going up against one of the best shutdown lines in the game, who did a really good job, by the way, against Colorado in their last game. They gave up two goals, but I think they had under 0.1 expected goals against the Erickson Eck line while yeah. Colorado one was on the ice. Mark Andre Fleury, you know, a little leaky. Yeah, just a little bit leaky, but they, they've got uh, the GOAT, Philip Gustafsson, tonight. So maybe a better defensive performance or even better defensive performance for the Wild tonight. All right, let's get to – I don't even know if you can call this the main event because the game after this, the the true late-night hammer – well, I guess they're both right at 9 o'clock Eastern time. But uh, these last two games are uh, going to carry a lot of ownership um, on both sides. So we've got the Rangers and the Oilers, 3.3 implied total for Josh's Rangers, 3.6 for the Oilers. Stu Skinner expected to go. Igor going for the Rangers, of course. Everybody loves playing Igor, BFS. It seems like 
no matter how high we project them in ownership. And right now we have them really low owned. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, it'll probably be a little, it'll probably be a few percentage points higher. But uh, you can get some low-owned Igor if you can stomach that at 8K. Uh, otherwise, you can play the Oilers. We're going to be pretty popular. McDavid skating with Hyman and Nugent Hopkins fully correlated on the top power play. Evander Kane going with uh, dry sidling. Uh, is it Yanmark or Yamamoto? I, I can't remember. They said no, Yamamoto's back in the lineup, and they sent Holloway and Descharnais down. But I don't, I don't know. I'm seeing, I'm seeing Kane, McDavid, Yamamoto, Hyman, dry McLeod. Oh, okay. So that's brand new, even from right before I checked yeah. the show. Either way. Uh, for me, and I'm sure it's going to be the same way for you, if I'm playing Edmonton tonight, especially with how uh, spread out their lines kind of are right now, the power plays are funky, Kane's in the second line, uh, second unit power play, it's going to be McDavid and then some combination of Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl. Uh, I'll definitely include Kane in there. And then Hyman. Hyman's kind of a different player when he plays with McDavid and uh, when he doesn't. So I always bump him up when he's expected to go with McDavid. Um, compared to when he's not. And then you got some interesting combos as well. On the Ranger side, Zibanejad, Kreider, Tarasenko, uh, Trocek with VC and Artemi Panarin. Plus the kids line, a lot to like here. I think you're going to like the kids line going up against this Edmonton depth. I, I can feel a, a capo caco night for uh, Mr. Josh Harris here. <laughs> Yeah, I do like the kids. I'm trying to confirm these lines. I don't see them anywhere. Yeah, but... I, so I don't know. I was looking probably at like one Eastern to see if Edmonton had started their skate, and I just saw one beat writer tweeted about Yamamoto being back, yeah. but that was it. So I don't know what's going on there. But uh... It doesn't really change much in the analysis, no matter what the Edmonton lines are. Uh, that being said, McDavid, super expensive, not getting a ton of ownership, which always gives me nightmares. Um, he's always going to end up getting ownership, but like the guys around him usually don't. I went and started look, did a little bit deeper dive on Igor's season because I see a ton of Igor's slander in the Discord. Oh, this guy's overrated. This guy sucks. He just happened to have like the greatest goaltending season in the modern era last year. He is second in the NHL in high danger saves above expected behind Vasilevsky, which is certainly acceptable there. He has over 10 there. He has a 927 save percentage when the, the league average is 902. He's like eighth in the league in goal saved above, above expected. 
he's having a very good season. He's just not having the Igor from last season, which is like, I, I don't know if it's hyperbole, but it, it was arguably one of the greatest goalie seasons of all time. So he's still good here. Now the, now the thing is, McDavid, pro, like, okay, he is. He's the greatest player of this generation. There's probably going to be some, you know, like Crosby haters crying about it, but like he's he's the best player in this generation. So you have McDavid, you have Hyman, you have Drysaddle on the top power play, you have Nugent Hopkins on the power play. Those are the guys you kind of focus your lineup around. You put in McDavid, you pair him with Hyman, you can pair him with Drysaddle, pair him with Nugent Hopkins. You get that power play exposure. If if the Rangers struggle anywhere. It's on the penalty kill. Now, it has been pretty good recently. Their lines, as they're constituted, are pretty good defensively. Not great, but pretty good. So, And the Oilers are extremely dependent on scoring on the power play. So if you're going to do anything with the Oilers, you put in McDavid, you surround them with the power play guys, and you go about your day. Now, on the Rangers side, it's a bit of a different story. And again, on the Oilers side, it's if you want to stack against uh, Igor. I think, you know, if you're going to get the Oilers fairly low-owned, I think you can do it, you know, considering that the the Oilers have an elite power play. Igor has shown a bit of a weakness on the penalty kill, so I think, you know, you want to get in those power play guys on the Oilers, I think that's fine. On the Rangers side, it's a bit more of a question because they have three playable lines. Uh, you know, Kreider and Zabanajan have very good numbers this season. Yad and Tarasenko, that's going to help them offensively, hurt them a little bit defensively. Trocek and Panarin have unbelievable offensive numbers in a smallish sample. VC's not going to kill you there. Edmonton's not very good defensively. I think they don't have a very good penalty kill either. I think you can power play stack. I think you can go full line one. If you're looking to get more expensive and you need a filler, I think you can take bits and pieces from the kids' line, the third line of Capo, Hedel, and Lafreniere. Um, you know, their numbers aren't excellent five-on-five, five, but they've played better of late. Um, and if you are, like, power play stacking the Sens, I think if you can fit in Lafreniere and Kako, I prefer – I obviously prefer them to, you know, trying to use, you know, like Jeff Carter and Kasperi Kapanen. So I think the the way to do the Rangers here is you you full stack line one. If you don't want to do that, you power play stack. And if you don't want to do that and you need some fillers, I think you can use the third line. I think all things are in play in all formats here. Um, I prefer the Rangers side just because, you know, the Oilers aren't very good defensively. You know, Stu Skinner is pretty good, but, you know, he's not as good as Igor. So I think I'm going to go with the better goalie. And side with the Rangers. But honestly, I think, you know, this is a very good spot from the Oilers just based off ownership and getting low owned McDavid on any kind of short slate is always a scary proposition. Yeah. Again, I I don't know if we're, we're probably underestimating the ownership here. It's hard with these star players. You never know. I mean, McDavid is always higher than his projection, but like he's always the highest. And then the other guys around him are always way lower. Yeah. So you might see like McDavid at 28% or something. Maybe that's a little extreme. And then, I'm at 16 and then Nugent Hopkins at nine. nine. Yeah. Like that, that could easily happen. Um, so a little bit tough for the ownership on Edmonton. I, yeah. So I, I'm just going with McDavid and then the power play one guys, like you said, I would include Kane in there, although it's a little bit difficult with the optimizer. You're going to have to do some, some creative stuff there to try to get him to show up with, um, 
with some McDavid lineups, but he's going to play on that second power play unit. McDavid's going to also play in the second unit. So if they don't score right away, there is a little bit of correlation there. Plus they might just change the lines up mid game. And then you can see the Oilers scoring three goals in the second period and McDavid and Kane are all of a sudden skating together. So I'm just playing the good players on the Oilers side. Um, what, a, what an amazing idea that is. Play, just play the good players. Uh, but, yeah, I think that always applies when you're talking about the Oilers and Connor McDavid. Uh, really low ownership on that Rangers third line. Uh, under 1%. I wonder that, – that must just be a price thing. I guess 11.5, that's not a terrible price. I don't even mind that. I, I've kind of been a Rangers yeah. three-hater, but uh, I think I'll be on that. I, I mean, you could game stack. I mean, 11-5, I, I don't think you need a full stack. You know, yeah. like Kako and Lafreniere are going to play, you know, 14, 15 minutes. Hedl plays a bit more because he gets power play time. But, you know, there's de- definitely worse. Like, I, that line is very – like, they've played very well recently, and they're going up against Edmonton depth, so. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, all right. Ranger side, if you want to go again. Rangers one kind of fits that. Well, we don't know if they're a great line offensively, but they kind of fit the pit one Dallas one mold. It's not a great spot, but they're going to be pretty low owned and uh, you're going to get three really quality players on that top line. Um, All right. I want to make sure we get to this super chat from our buddy, Jimmy VB. I call him James in the discord. He said, it's been a great profitable season so far. So let's keep it going. Thanks for all the hard work. Nice to see a soaker on the show, not Josh. Uh, so very kind words, as always, from our buddy James. Uh, he's going to be paying for that one later in the Discord. I'm definitely not a soaker. I have a kid and one on the way. Hey, man. <laughs> it's not king shame now. I mean, yeah. um, all right. I think we're good there. So, man, prize picks would be thrilled with this uh, transition here. Let's talk about prize picks. I've been talking about them a little bit on Twitter. I've been more active, trying to tweet a little bit more, be less of a lurker on Twitter, uh, and hopefully it provides people some value. And I honestly really do enjoy playing on prize picks. Uh, They're going very quickly, but still a lot of edge, I think, to be had, especially in hockey, especially in these niche sports like this. A lot of lines that look really far off. And right now we have an offer going on where you can get a free month of Stochastic Plus Platinum and get up to a hundred dollar deposit match bonus uh, when you sign up and you make a deposit at prize picks. Like Josh says, daily prop based contests. You're basically making parlays, choosing over and under, and um, you can up to 10 or 25 X your entry fees with the six leg uh, flex plays. They're called. I've been doing the six split, the six leg because kind of know the risk that you're taking. Um, you know, I want to hit one every once in a while and get paid 25 X my entry. Uh, hit a couple five-leggers before. That's been fun. Um, but the nice part about prize picks is when you do put in a five- or six-leg parlay, uh, you can get some of your money back if you get four out of six or four out of five or even three out of five. You can get 0.4x back. So it's nice. It's not like if you've got a perfect five for five and it's a late game, you got your last guy going. And let's say Trevor Zegris doesn't get you that second shot on goal tonight. Well, at least you get back two extra money if you go five out of six. So that's what I like about prize picks. It's, it's a little like DFS, like MME in uh, in that respect. So, Josh, you want to build a quick prize picks card? I don't know if we've done this on the show, but seeming, seemingly we've got some time here. 
Yeah, yeah. All right. You you give me a couple that you're liking. So I'm looking at the goalie saves right now. I think Igor over 29 and a half is what I'm looking at. Whether he gives up three or four, I think he still sees close to 35 shots tonight. So, All right. I like it. Uh, I mentioned Zegers. He was at the top of my mind because he was a guy that I had uh, penciled in here. I like him over 2.0 shots on goal. Um, he's not a high-volume shooter, but playing with Derek Grant and Ryan Strom, and th- that line actually does have pretty good numbers. We'll talk about them a little bit later, but we've got them. Uh, we've got him projected for a 2.44 uh, shots for tonight. So I think t- over 2.0 is a pretty good deal. I'll throw it back to you. What do you like, Josh? I like Jacob. No, nah, I'm going to stay away from the ring. I'm just going to just start shooting out Rangers here. I'm going to go. Uh, hold on. That's fine. Yeah. No, I'm going to go Jacob Truba over two and a half block shots. Okay. Truba. Yeah, I always see he's got one of the the highest uh, block shot counts every time out here. Um, let's see here. I'm looking at my my little makeshift sheet on my other screen. Uh, I do like. I do like Paul Mary. I've been playing Paul Mary a lot. People are probably sick of me. If you've been tailing my picks on Twitter, I've been playing Paul Mary in like every other card, basically every time he plays. But like him and Brock Nelson have been so good at five on five that, and I don't think Anders Lee is really going to hurt that. So I am using projections as a starting place, but I'm definitely kind of using my own contacts with line matching and other stuff like that. I'm looking at prize picks. Paul Mary just happens to also be projected for 2.44 shots. Uh, the last time I updated the sheet here. So it'd be somewhere around 2.4 shots. So I think 2.0 is a pretty good deal there, especially if he's going to go up against uh, Pitt's second line. You mentioned they were pretty high paced uh, both ways. So hoping to see some fireworks there. Just need three shots for Paul Mary to get there. Let's do, let's do a six pick. You got one more in you? Yeah. I got Brady Kachuk over 0.5 assists. Yeah. I built one earlier with that. I really like that a lot. Um, and then one thing I like to do on prize picks as well, and I was talking with Sean's on about this a little bit. So, you know, that, uh, that it's serious if Sean's on is talking, because this guy is just the, uh, the betting King right now. He just immersed himself in everything, really doing a good job with all of the stuff on odd shopper, um, is building in some correlation. So it's not perfect correlation, but let's say you got Brady Kachuk here at over 0.5 assists. So if Brady Kachuk gets an assist who's the most likely guy to uh, score a goal or get points or be around the play. It'd probably be a guy like Tim Stutzla. Timmy Stutzla. Yeah. Yeah. So he's at 3.0 shots. I think we have him projected for lower than 3.0, but it's close enough and you're getting that positive correlation. So the thought is, well, if Kachuk is getting an assist, maybe Stutzla is the one scoring a goal. So you're getting um, levels or you're getting like some positive correlation there. So those are the types of things I like to think about. It would be nice if prize picks added guys on the same team in the points category because maybe you could re- react to some line matching. You could go DeBrincat over three and a half shots just because he's on the same power play yeah. and he does shoot a bunch. So, yeah, that's I another, think that, that's another option as well. That's also a solid play. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. I think those are those little edges that over the long haul, especially if you're doing six picks like this, um, it's not going to pay off. All very often, but when it does, you can get rewarded pretty handsomely. So going with a little bit of positive correlation is a great way to go. I want to put this in for, for 20 bucks. I'll only take $500 from prize picks when we go six out of six. 
I'll tweet this out a little bit later. Successfully submitted. Feel free to uh, tail me and Josh if you haven't uh, been tailing me because Josh is probably much better than me at this. I'm a novice, but I'm working more and more each day to try to uh, get it going here. Price pick needs to become legal in New Jersey. Now I'll start you know, pumping out some cards. Yeah, exactly. But the only thing not legal in New Jersey. You can yeah. even – well, that and you can't throw pickles in the street on Sunday. Just on Sunday? It's a weird New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. If you throw a pickle in the street on Sunday, you could go to jail. Wow, okay. That is, that uh, is true, by the way. Don't that, throw the don't throw those kosher dills in the street. All right, I will remember that when I go and visit you uh, at your mansion. If you guys also yeah. want uh, another way, so we were going off projections there and the kind of more feel correlation based. If you're looking for a market based approach, over on Odd Chopper, we've got this parlay builder, which is really cool. Um, we have this for multiple sports. Right now, it's just NHL, but uh, just based on other markets, other sports books, what they're offering with the juice. You can build four or five leg uh, and six leg parlays on prize picks based on uh, discrepancies on other books. So this is a really cool tool. I put in a couple this morning. Just refresh it. After a while, you'll see these change. Expected win rate, just 2%, but expected long-term ROI is 7%. So if you want to remove a couple guys, your expected win percentage is going to go up. But all of a sudden now it's not a uh, great ROI bet. So I like messing around with this. It's not always going to show a positive expected ROI. In those cases, you just got to wait for some books to move and you might be able to capitalize on some high expected ROI plays. So a lot of good tools there. Projections as well. That's what I've been using for uh, for my prize picks cards other than this market-based prize picks parlay builder. <sighs> That's a mouthful. Uh, what do we have next? Anything before we get into this next game? Actually, we're going to do this last game, and then we're going to build a couple DraftKings lineups because it's got a few extra minutes. Uh, 3.9 implied total for the Kings, 2.6 for the Ducks. Phoenix Copley is the guy we have in right now. Is that price correct? 8500 for Phoenix Copley here? Am yeah. I am I seeing something? That is correct. 8500 Phoenix Copley. I know he's been pretty good this year, but it seems expensive. $6,900 John Gibson. The Ducks were nice enough to confirm a goalie for us this morning. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, no surprise docile tonight, I wouldn't think. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lines here for the Ducks. Kind of ugly. Uh, let me just confirm here. Zegers, Strom, and Derek Grant. I like Zegers tonight. 
uh, Vetrano with Henrique and McTavish. So an okay top six, not the sexiest, but some pretty low ownership for the top six. At home, we've seen the Kings have a bunch of games this season with like six and seven and eight goals. Um, so they can get into a little bit of a track meet here. All the ownership on the Kings side, Kopitar, Byfield, Kempe. One of my favorite lines of all time is going to be super popular tonight. Kings 2, Dano, Arvidsson, and Trevor Moore fully correlated on that quote-unquote second unit, but the kind of split time. They're correlated with Sean Dersey, while the top line is correlated with Drew Doughty. And then you got Kevin Fiala sitting there on the third line here, but he's going to be owned as well. And same with Alex Iofalo, Blake Lazat, because these lines can fit with Edmonton 1. They can fit with you know Rangers 1, whoever you want. So pricing is pretty soft. People are going to go to the Kings because the Ducks suck. What do you have to say on this one, Josh? Yeah, the Ducks are atrocious defensively. They got an awful penalty kill. They take a bunch of penalties. John Gibson can only do so much. I like John Gibson, but this, you know, he gets hung out to dry more often than not. Ducks don't really hard match at home, but they generally send out that Henrique McTavish for Toronto line up against top comp. In this case, it would be Kopitar, Kempe, and Byfield. Um, McTavish, Henrique, Vitrano doesn't have a big sample. <sighs> McTavish and Vitrano have a 180-minute sample together. And surprise, surprise, they are trash defensively. 18 high-danger chances against per 60. 3.56 expected goals against per 63.33 actual goals. John Gibson bailing them out a little bit there, but that's so bad. So, you know, that definitely favors Kings 1 here. The thing is, like, the Kings top line, five on five at least, isn't very good. They're they're pretty low event. Fifty two percent Corsi four, two point eight six expected goals for, four point five seven actual goals for. They're actually shooting at a pretty good clip here. Now it is the Ducks, so I think you can play them, and they're you know they're fully correlated on the power play, which is a nice bonus. The Ducks penalty kill is bad. Kings split their their power play, but the top unit does play a little bit more. So, you know, I think Kings 1 is a good play. Now, the, the most popular line on the night, of the night, not just in this game, is the Kings' second line, Trevor Moore, Phil Deneau, Victor Arvidsson. They had unreal numbers last season. The numbers this year are pretty good as well. Trevor Moore was hurt for a while. They're fully correlated on that second unit. And – Another reason to play him is they're going to get bottom six matchups of the Ducks. Isaac Lundestrom, Jakob Silverberg, Mac Jones, right? They're just they're just bad defensively. This line hums. They're not very expensive. They're, you know, 14-1 to full stack. You could fit them in with Edmonton. You can fit them in with all the expensive guys. That's why you're seeing them so popular. So if you're making an Edmonton Kings second line lineup and it fits too easily, just be aware it could be duped, but – there are plenty of ways to get different with defensemen and goalies. So, you know, it's just whether a question of if you want to eat chalk. I think, you know, if you want to go to that third line, you want to go, you know, Kevin Fiala. I think he's an interesting one-off, although he's getting ownership too. But down on that third line, getting, you know, top power play time, I think he's a nice play as well. So if you take ownership out of the equation, I think, you know, both of the Kings' top six lines are very good. Like, you, you add in ownership. It depends what you want to do. You just have to make sure 
make yourself aware that, you know, they're going to be popular and it just depends on how you want to build. On the duck side, I just, I, I don't know if I'm going to full stack anything. Like Ryan Strom, Derek Grant with Zegris. Like I like Zegris. I think he can one-off Zegris. That line in a very small sample actually has pretty good numbers together. It's just a very, very small sample. It's like two or three games on a five on five. They will get bottom six matchups. That's, you know, the Ducks send out that top line against bottom six. And that third line for the Kings in almost 200 minutes, you know, almost three expected goals against per 60. So I think you can take bits and pieces from that Zegris line. I don't think you need a full stack. You know, Strom and Zegris correlate on that top power play as well. So I think you can two-man them. If you want to add in Derek Grant, you can. You can leave him off. Um, that second line, getting a bump of that Kopitar line, like, it's okay, but, like, Zegris is their best player right now with Terry Hurt. So you can, you know, add in Terry to a Henrique McTavish stack or whatever you want to do. But, like, I think, you know, from the Duck side, it would be – Zegers is the guy I'm focusing on. If you want to add Strom, I think that's fine as well. Yeah. I I think I'm going to end up, when it's all said and done, kind of plugging my nose and being over on the ducks here. Just hope this game is kind of a circus, as you would say, Josh. And um, hope it's high scoring. Maybe get, you know, some sprout scoring from the Kings. And you find the, the ducks line that scores twice because no ownership. They are at home. It's against like with the Hawks. I would much rather play the ducks than the Hawks just generally, especially with the the Patrick Kane trade rumors and seeming like he doesn't care at all. Uh, but um, I, yeah, I think you can, I think you can go to even like an ultra cheap two man uh, ducks three. Then that, that's about as gross as it gets. If you want to stack up McDavid, Drysidle, Hyman, whoever it is and go with like, Jakob Silverberg and Jones or Lundestrom. It's not the, the worst thing in the world. You hope that they combine for a goal and uh, you get there with your power play studs elsewhere. So I can see myself having some lineups like that. It's not going to be fun to click in, but I use fantasy cruncher, so I don't actually have to click it in. And then I rank out my lineups in Excel. So if, uh, if it doesn't work out, I just blame it on that and uh, move it along to tomorrow. We have five more days of big contests. So I've got Kings 2 here on the lineup builder. I'm going to show you why it's so why they're going to be so popular. First of all, great line of 5 on 5 correlated on the quote-unquote second power play unit, but again, they're split. Um, if you go McDavid, Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins, you can still do it. You can still get a lineup in here. I think you might have to, let's see, 60. Actually, that's really tough to get those 3 in. So you'd have to go like McDavid and Hyman or McDavid and Nugent Hopkins, and then you could get cheap elsewhere. Do you have any cheap uh, utility one-offs that you like? And then we'll fill in the defenseman and the goalie here. Let me see, because it depends how cheap, because I think, um, let's see. Yeah, most of these guys are pretty expensive. So you're going to look towards like, you know, Athanasiu, perhaps? Athanasiu. <laughs> don't want to play Hawks. But. Like that 3,600 range. Like, I think Athanasiu is all right. Mason Markman's okay. You can get Capo Caco. You can get Alexis Lafreniere. Uh, who else here? Oh, Quentin Byfield on the Kings top line. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like, like Marchman. 
So yeah. you don't have to play anyone from the Hawks. Play a guy who, who's got good shot rates. Uh, what about goal? Actually, let's go to defenseman, and then we'll figure out goalie afterwards. I have much, a feeling we're going to go with the goalie from one of the low total games. How much sour do we have left? We got 53-66 for two defensemen and a goalie. So we're going to have to get cheap with a couple of these guys. For me? You don't have to get like, too cheap. Yeah. I'm going to pull up the top uh, – defenseman values right now let's see what we got eric brandstrom travis hamannick uh penois i'm not even gonna name bullio uh bouchard i actually like bouchard quite a bit tonight i wrote him up it's one of the cheap guys you're seeing like 18 plus minutes in three out of four games like that yeah Bouchard, bouchard with minutes is good it's always a question of his minutes you know what i mean yeah all right so let's click in bouchard uh, and then we've got 63.50 for a defenseman and a goalie spot. We're actually in pretty good shape here. Yeah, we're pretty good defenseman you like as one-off. We can, we can correlate with with the one-off with Mason Marchment with, like, Niels Lundqvist because he – or Essel Lindell. Like, Lundqvist is on the second power play unit with Marchment, but Essel Lindell is the shot-blocking guy. So, I think Lindell. Okay, so then we got 8,900. We could just go with the late-night uh, – Full king stack with the goalie, 8,500. Hope to lock up the win. Assuming your stack goes off, you get Copley in there, leave $400. I don't think this lineup is going to be overly duped. One other thing you could do. No, no way. Is, Not with the Marchman one off. That's It won't yeah. be duped. Yeah. Uh, one other thing you could do is I would prefer to play Zach Hyman if we can. So you take out Nugent Hopkins. You got McDavid, Hyman, two man. That's an electric combo. Uh, you still got Bouchard in there. He's going to see probably some five-on-five five time with them, maybe second secondary power play time with McDavid. we got 11-1 left. So what we could do, we still have Marchman in there is – You can go Nils Lundqvist. Yep, exactly. Love that. 7,700 left. Now we've got our choice between Sorokin uh, – actually, Sorokin 70 – No, he's 77. Sorokin 77. Okay, so we got Barmop up there. So we'll put him in there as a placeholder. So there you go. 82.5 projection uh, in total. What other team do you want to start with? We're going to build one more and then get on out of here. Why don't we let's get one of these like contrarian. Yeah, why don't we start with pit one or something like that? Okay, let's do pit one. Pit one is got the third highest leverage on the slate behind Edmonton one and Dallas one. So let's build a pit one lineup here. It's going to be spicy. I like this a lot. Let's put in Crosby, Raquel, Gensel. Got the option. Maybe we put in Chris Letang. He's actually been shooting a bit more. Let's put in some Letang. All right. See what we're working with. So now we got 48-40 remaining. So I'm thinking we're going to need a really cheap two-man or just go with a 4-3-1 here, a little cookie-cutter stack. Let me put in the the kiddos, the the Rangers' third line, see what we got left. All right, here we go. We'll do – Oh, we don't have Lafreniere. Do you know his price? It's a name. 3300 3300 All right, we'll just put someone in here. That's 3300 Where can he, we uh, Matia jo- Matty Joseph is 3300 Joseph. All right, perfect. There we go. And then, so we've got our Rangers 3. We've got our Pit 1 plus Latang 6350 again. So actually, we're in, we're in that spot, so... Let's see. So what are you looking for in a one-off defenseman for someone that's new? So so I'm looking for like a power play quarterback. 
so it depends on the salary, right? If you have a lot of room left over for, for defensemen looking for a power play quarterback who plays a ton of minutes like Adam Fox, who you can't put in here because you need at least three teams. I think Chabot would be an answer there. Noah Dobson would be okay there. Miro Haskinen, something like that. So I think Chabot might be the best the best answer there. Yeah, I like that. He usually, I mean, Although he it's going to leave us very short, right? So, we'll, I, yeah, we'll only have 6,500 left, so we actually can't fit in Chabot. What, who's so why don't we go with – why don't we, let's see? I don't know that we still can't fit in Gibson there. Why don't, why don't we? I know we can't go with him either because he's. So we need we need fifty eight hundred or less. If we go fifty eight hundred, we can fit in Gibson exactly. Okay, so why don't we go with um? Why don't we go with like Darnell Nurse because yeah. he plays a ton of minutes. He's the peripherals guy, and we can use Philip Gustafson in that. Perfect. I clicked in Gibson. Well, we got enough for Gustafson. So 7,400. There you go. That's how easy it is. You can, uh, uh, I should have just saved the first lineup, like toggled through them, but it'll show your lineups up here. You can save it. You can add in a new lineup. The old lineup's still there. You can export them out of the lineup builder here. Great tool. Uh, I really like using it when I'm hand building. Usually hand build uh, sometimes on the weekends uh, when the tournaments are a little bit worse and like the single entry stuff is looking the best like the three 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 or the two 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 sometimes when they run that but uh anything else you want to talk about josh before we head on out of here no i mean like if you're making if you're new to uh nhl and you're from the nba streets where correlation isn't the biggest thing i think you know on nhl you, you at least want to get at least one stack in there you know we talked about you know three two one three forwards from one team on the same line. Then you have a two man kind of like what we built. And then a one-off there's plenty of other ways to do it. You can full power play stack. You can, you know, three, three stack with different defensemen, just, you know, in GPPs and in high, you know, these, this $15, you know, 150 max, you want to get as correlated as possible. It's not always, you know, like a four, three, one is the highest correlation possible. It's not always the, winning construction but it does have the highest ceiling in terms of ev so you know the bigger the field the more correlation is usually better mm-hmm. yep uh all right almost forgot the the most important part of the show hat trick picks and goalies goalie is always an interesting one it's like sp2 and mlb yeah. it's, a, it's a mess i like uh let's see here I do like Jake Ottinger. Uh, Minnesota has been – I'm just going to go most expensive to cheap. Uh, I like Jake Ottinger. Minnesota has been a train wreck five on five. I think Igor is an interesting contrarian option against the Oilers because he's definitely going to see the shot volume. I saw you write, You wrote up Casey DeSmith. I'm not as high as on, on Casey DeSmith, but he does rate out well. Uh, Sorokin from that same game, I like both goalies in that game. Sorokin is 7,700. It's always in play for me. Philip Gustafson against Dallas at 7,400. And then if you want to ride the lightning, as Cliffy says, John Gibson, 6,900. Definitely going to see the rubber. Yep. I like all those goalie options. I'm going to do a hat trick pick here. Why don't you give me, I don't know why, Adrian Kempe, 5,900 bucks tonight. Uh, looks like Kings one's going to be a little bit lower on than Kings two. So there's Kings exposure, the four, 3.9 implied total on the road. Who you got for your hat trick pick? It's a good question here. I normally go spicy, but I'm going to go a bit chalky to them going Brady Kachuk. 
I like that a lot. Yeah, that's not overly chalky either. So, uh, Kachuk, Kempe, those are your two hat trick picks. Josh and Cliff, you're going to break it down tomorrow for you guys. What time are you guys doing the show? We will be on 1 p.m. Eastern for the NHL Strategy Show tomorrow. So, 1 p.m. Sure Eastern while Cliffy's on vacation. So, make sure you uh, give him a, a round of applause for that. Yeah, I'm going to have to produce again. Could be a bumpy ride, but we made it. Yeah, we got there. Uh, make sure you guys take advantage of the offer below. We've talked about it a bunch of times, but the, the offer in the description is going to give you 30 bucks off for the month. This is NHL exclusive. It's only the people that are watching the show. This deal is not being offered anywhere else. Uh, and you get access to everything from the Discord to all the tools that we've shown you. Uh, and come be part of our community because it's really fun. We sweat the games together, sweat our losses, sweat our wins. Uh, it's a really fun time. Come join us. Got any questions, DM me on Twitter. Uh, otherwise, I will see you guys later. Cliffy and Josh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Good luck, everybody. We'll see you in Discord. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more.